It's another Sunday night in comedy and another season of holiday reviews are here. We are catching up with the cast, crew, and friends of Toronto's iconic Second City. The return of live sketch, their new home stage, and what the season ahead has in store. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you run six feet away from a pack of wolves up north, Vince Tedesco. I've got our producer Vince on the line. It's kind of appropriate. I was telling Vince, I'm up north right now, I'm doing the show from beautiful Thunder Bay, Ontario. Uh, where I was chased by uh, a wolf pack the other night. Yeah. So, kind of timely. Team Optical is going to help you in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, maybe Nike might want to come in as a sponsor of Reebok. <laughs> Get those new CrossFits. <laughs> I definitely uh, got. I got to work out there, Vince. But it's kind of timely. We're kind of we're getting into holiday season. We're yeah, talking to some of the cast director. Friends of Second City Toronto, they're they're moving into a temporary new space, so we're going to find out what's happening there, what this new venue is all about. It is, it's, of course, part of actually another iconic Canadian institution in Toronto, which is Toronto's Comedy Bar. So they're moving into the new space there. They have some holiday shows coming up. We're finding out what kind of stuff they're tackling on stage after such a bizarre couple of years in the world. Yeah, a new marriage, if you will, between Second City and Comedy Bar. It's funny because throughout the pandemic or throughout the last, what, 16, 17 months, they were on again, off again, Second City with shows coming up, popping up here and there, the old theater. Now that's gone. And um, I mean, we're calling this episode Second City, Second Home. But that's right. Really, how many homes have they had? It's since like they're, yeah. you know, but we yeah, have like six homes. Canadian comedy, I mean, we all know that Second City stage and that Second City Training Centre here in Toronto. It's such a destination for people who come to the city. It's such a hub for live shows in Toronto. So it'll be interesting to see what they're doing on this new stage, what the new main cast is working on now, what these holiday shows are all about, and, uh, yeah, what some of the stuff they're tackling. Yeah, another year. Man, this thing flew by quick. Another year, another month. It's another comedy roundup, Vince. we got a full panel tonight. Right here on Inside Jokes. Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. How about that? We are talking the new run of shows returning to Toronto's famous second city. And now, their brand new temporary home. They've partnered up with our friends over at Comedy Bar. Another 
classic institution in Canadian comedy, which, by the way, for our listeners who don't know, just turned 13 years old. So huge congrats to them. Uh, but they've partnered up. There's some new shows coming up with the Second City main cast. They have a new stage to play on. So we're going to find out what's happening there. Full panel tonight. We have our old friend Gary Rideout on the line. How are you doing there, bud? Hey, good to uh, hear from you, Dean. Uh, happy to be here. I'm uh, I'm broadcasting from Thunder Bay, Ontario, by the way. So if that if you hear a bit of the letter Kenny in my voice, it's not my fault, everyone. <laughs> we, of course, from Second City, along with Gary, we have Trisha Black from the main stage and also part of the new show. Welcome back to the future. How are we doing, Trisha? I'm good, Dean. It's nice to see you. It's good to see you again. I think last time we had you on the show was during this never-ending pandemic where we spoke yeah. over the phone. So we still aren't in the studio, but it's nice to actually see comedians' faces again. Yeah, it's, it's good to see the face. <laughs> <laughs> the next best thing to actually in-studio human contact. And last but not least, we have Second City Director, also behind the new show, The Fast and the Furiously Festive, which, by the way, I love that name. We have Danny Avila on the line. How you doing, Danny? Hey, I'm great. How are you? We're, we're good. So, I mean, we wanted to, I mean, yeah, we want to find out all about, so this is the second venue for Comedy Bar, where, yes, Second City's main stage shows are going to be happening. The training center has come back after all of this craziness in the comedy industry and just, just the world at large being on fire for about a year and a half. <laughs> so, I mean, seeing live shows happening again, I know Gary, sec, uh, Comedy Bar's lineups have been absolutely packed. You've had sellout crowds. You've had all the independent producers coming back and filling the room up every night. Uh, so we want to get into what some of these new shows are all about, what stuff you're all tackling, and what this new stage is going to look like. So I guess I'll first up, we'll go around. What are these new shows that we're doing now for Second City in this new space? Uh, we're doing. Uh, we're, we're having a stage do a show, and we're also having a with a holiday show. So timing wise, that works out really well. So we have. We have two Second City productions uh, that will be happening at the same time. Um, if, you, if you're hearing a lot of noise, we, we're, we are in the final stages, late stages of uh, renovations here at the space. So uh, we are in the finished training center downstairs right now, uh, which is open for classes. Uh, since November 15th, we've had people back doing classes, but uh, they are still finishing work upstairs. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're getting a few clunks through the ceiling every once in a while here. You make <laughs> your you're, 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 on, you're on location, right? You're at the new theater right now. What were the name of the shows? Because I think they got kind of uh, muted out. I don't know what it was, but I mean, uh, construction must be going on in the back room. What were the name of the shows again? Yeah. So the, the main stage cast is coming back with a show called welcome back to the future. And, uh, -huh. uh the touring company show, uh, for the holidays is called the fast and the festively the Fast and the Furiously Festive. Fast and the Furiously Festive. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know what? I like to put them in the wrong order for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, or how you do it with the real movie title. I don't yeah. know why I do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this has always been a tradition for Second City. This time of year, going into these holiday shows, reflecting on the past year, which, I mean, Second City has always been infamous for being sort of this mirror that reflects on the past year and what's been happening in the culture around us and politics and social commentary obviously there's a lot of ripe for the picking material here in any shows that you're doing uh trisha i guess we'll get into welcome back to the future first what's some of the stuff that you're tackling with this show i mean i know when we spoke to second city last year around this time there was a limited run that happened but of course it was a little bit awkward as well because you know 
the second city cast, I mean, you get in the room together, you write, you rehearse, you hash this whole thing out. The cast last year, you were all telling us you kind of had to do everything separately and then opening night basically come together and be in the room together, essentially. Yeah, I mean, last year, yeah, it was very much what we're doing now, which is like an on-Zoom situation. And then we got to go in and actually do a performance, but then, of course, got cut right in the middle. Uh, but with this one, Welcome Back to the Future, it's super exciting. We're all so excited to actually be back and be in uh, a space together and new space, which is amazing. So the idea of, like, welcome back to the future, it's like we're here, but we're hopeful for what's to come and that we're, you know, we're here in this new world and things are different and things have changed. And we're obviously going to be commenting on that and how happy we are back, but what are the what are the positives? What are the like negatives of being back in the world right now? <laughs> what are the things that you forgot from being, you know, in your house for two years that now you're in the world and you have to take the TTC again, or you have to like be at a concert where people are too tall and you can't see the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, also just having that audience interaction again, I mean, yeah, seeing these shows the last couple of months since things started reopening. I mean, the packed houses at Comedy Bar, the live shows that are happening again. And just, I know, because you did a run of shows last year, but Second City thrives so much on that call and response with the audience and just riding that energy in the room and, and almost collaborating in a way with those audiences. I mean, how much of a different animal was that last year, just sort of having to work with all these strange parameters that you were dealt with? Yeah, it was definitely different like you got used to it after a while you kind of just put it out of your head being like well hopefully people are watching and enjoying and laughing but I have no idea with these like zoom shows and then with our flash shows serve your enthusiasm we did a few live and it was so good and then our we got shut down in our final show our only audience member was Gary <laughs> so, <laughs> it was such a like wild Gary was the best audience member but it, so, <laughs> I have a suggestion for everything. Every <laughs> the, the support was always there. And I mean, Gary, it was a strange time for any venue owners, of course. And I mean, you know, it was sort of like, are we open? Yes. And then five minutes later, no, we're not. And it's sort of this push and pull and, you know, but it's been fantastic. I mean, you know, celebrating for Comedy Bar, celebrating this new venue, the 13th anniversary, and just seeing those independent producers in Toronto, those comics come back out again and just chomping at the bit to book shows, to do new concepts, to fill the room. And I mean, of course, we'll find out more as these live shows happen, but it seems as an outside observer that audiences were really hungry for this stuff and really waiting waiting for this to happen again. Yeah, I think there's, a, I mean, you know, there's a certain catharsis to, you know, collectively being able to laugh at something. Um, so part of that, you know, again, we talk about the Zoom shows and Second City's had a lot of success with those, you know, as well, uh, particularly, you know, with, uh, you know, in the corporate sphere uh, and, and being able to engage employees uh, using features on Zoom, like the chat function and still getting that interactivity uh, while people are all stuck working at home. But there, there is something about, you know, you know, being in person and, you uh, experiencing something together in the same room together and you know there's clearly been an appetite for that 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 has been missed and so yeah i think you, you know we were the you know the other thing is that people are very like reactionary and i think like you know we've all just been trying to follow the rules and 
if, if it made sense to be closed, we were closed. If it makes sense to be open and at a reduced capacity, then we do it that way. Uh, you know, whatever safety measures are required, we're more than happy to, you know, uh, you know, exceed those requirements to make sure people are comfortable, but but are also, you know, finding that uh, that outlet um, as performers and as audience members. And I mean, it's sort of that if you build it, they will come. I mean, not only has the room been filled, but now you're working on this new venue and you're working on this partnership with Second City because you did it right, Gary. You weren't like that barbecue guy. You weren't opening up the back door and secretly hosting <laughs> shows and letting people in. You could have. People love Comedy Bar in Toronto. People love Second City. Those are venues that people were really waiting to see reopen again, but... You did it right. We're back with a new season. We're going to find out more about what these shows are all about. We're going to come back with our second city, second home panel right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is not Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Everybody seems to want Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is the end of another month in comedy. It's time for another roundup. And we're getting towards another end of a year in comedy where hopefully we're exiting the never-ending pandemic. I don't know. There's new stuff happening, though. Second City is coming back, partnered up with Comedy Bar. There's a new home venue that's, in fact, literally being built right now we have gary we have trisha we have danny on the line which by the way danny before the break we we're getting to what these new shows are all about you're directing the fast and the furiously festive which again these end of the year shows are such a traditional thing for second city people look forward to these all year round what's some of the stuff that you're tackling in this show this year Oh, yeah, for sure. There's so much that we can tackle. There's so much that's been going on. And first of all, it's so exciting, like what Trisha said, so exciting to just be back on stage, back rehearsing, back putting up a show. That's so exciting. So some things that you can expect is like we got a high energy show that's focused on just fun and really focused on family. Of course, we got the Fast and the Furious type of style in there. We're focused on family, all the good things and bad things about family that we love about the holidays. Um, all the things that we can, uh, regardless of what you celebrate, it'll be a great show for everyone that can bring people together, bring lots of laughs together. And hopefully we got some sketch comedy. We got improv, we got music all in the show. So hopefully it'll be a great time for everyone. And, uh, hopefully we'll be able to reflect on what a year we've had, what a bunch of two years we've had, you know, and hopefully uh, everyone's coming out with a big smile on their face after seeing a great show, you know? So really at this point, I mean, does this show that you put together, does this really feel at this point like more of a celebration? It's sort of, you know, we're moving forward into a new year. There's this new venue. The cast is together again. There's new players. Because last year when you were doing, you know, it was sort of a limited run. But last year it was like, okay, well, Second City almost has like, it, you know, they're ex Second City's expected to really tackle what's going on in the world. It really is like pulling apart all that stuff that's happened in politics and pop culture and society and all that this year does it feel more important to just get back up on stage and just have fun with it and maybe you know even though you want to take on that stuff sort of get some escapism at the same time 
Definitely for a holiday show, since people are reflecting on the year and they want to feel great at the end of the year and they want to feel festive, I definitely feel that although we are tackling, you know, some satirical material, really hard hitting stuff at some points of the show, it's definitely a celebration. And I definitely want to make sure that people are having as much as as much fun as possible in these shows for sure. So I totally feel that. And even, I mean, Second City is such an iconic comedy brand and i mean really in toronto locally at this point so is comedy where i mean comics come from all over the country wanting to play that room that's one of those spots you want to hit first in toronto local audiences know that but the landscape in comedy in this city especially has changed so much this year i mean you know it's fantastic to see these live shows happening again to see second city getting back together to see these new venues being built and expanding but we also lost a lot of sort of heritage rooms in comedy over the past two years there were a lot of places that just didn't didn't make it through unfortunately so i think i mean gary certainly as a venue owner we're gonna see the landscape change a lot i think i mean yes you have this second venue opening up and these new things happening but how different do you see the toronto comedy landscape moving mm -hmm. forward at this point you know i think we're a resilient community and i know already that uh you know some of the other proprietors of businesses that close are already working on you know other solutions as, you know as go forwards for themselves so you know, no one's entirely gone forever. I think uh, I think we'll see, you know, come out the, the back side of this pandemic with some new venues and new opportunities. And we just happen to be one of those. Um, but Second City itself is actually, you know, we're, we're actually building a new home for Second City at One York Street. Uh, yeah. It's in the Sunlight Financial Tower across from Scotiabank Arena. And that is a massive facility and a huge undertaking. It's, uh, it's going to be an incredible facility for Second City in Toronto. It'll have a larger training center. It'll have multiple stages within the, the space. Um, so, you know, we just felt like uh, the timing for what we were doing as Comedy Bar and the trajectory for what Second City was doing, uh, timing-wise, sort of synced up pretty well to, you know, sort of help each other come out the, the backside of the pandemic here and um, and and create this relationship that that sort of, you know, again, like ultimately we're a community, so we can say, you know, there's this segment or that segment. It's funny. I talk about it in, you know, in music, there can be, you know, country music and, and death metal and, you know, all these genres within it. And people somehow people feel like comedy has to be one thing. And it's not. Comedy is, you, you know, there are genres within comedy as well. And so I think, you know, some of the infighting we see really unnecessary because I think they're they're all valid I think you know all, all these forms are valid and can exist and I like you know most of them so <laughs> uh, you know I mean clown I don't so I'm kidding I picked one that uh hopefully uh Mark Andrade hears this and is upset with me but uh no uh honestly you know we're really excited about the relationship we think, you know, short term, it, it, it's a it's a great partnership for both of us. And um, yeah, it gets more talent back to work doing more styles of comedy. Um, you know, there, there wasn't going to be a lot of value in doing the same thing we're doing in the West End, in the East End right away when, you know, when Second City was sort of, you know, Mercer Street. We, we knew all along it was turning into condos. But of course, our project was delayed because of the pandemic. And yeah. I don't, have you guys heard of this thing called supply chain? It's <laughs> so we've been dealing with that a little bit. And uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I mean, 
even just walking the hallways here, you know, on the first day of rehearsals, it was so exciting to just see, you know, people collaborating uh, together in a room and the energy is, you know, infectious. So, and I think the audiences will find that too, because, you know, the product, particularly when we first were able to get back open at Comedy Bar, it was, you know, there were a lot of rules. It was uh, one person on stage, you know, we had um, basically like bathing caps for the microphones, uh, you, you know, for, for each individual comic, uh, a huge moat between the comics and, and, and the audience that reduced capacity and like all these things that, you know, made it, it was happening, but it wasn't happening. And now it's like, this is this other version of comedy. Together connecting, uh, you know, great improv uh, is when you see, you see people's brains connect on stage without seeing the lines between them. You know, it's wireless connectivity. You know, we're gonna, I, I just think that'll be really exciting for the audience. And I think you're so right. I mean, yes, the last couple of years have showed us more than ever just how resilient Canadian comics really are. I mean, even if we go back, you know, before the pandemic, I mean, in the last couple of years, we've seen the formation of a comedy union, which really, you we were having town halls and people who are usually, you know, there's such a limited scope of things in Canadian comedy. It's like, okay, everybody's going after the same handful of festivals, the same credits. And a lot of people are like, I just want these things on my resume and get my paperwork and leave <laughs> and go to the States. And we started seeing this togetherness happen. And I mean, really, if you go back before, you know, that separation you were talking about where, you know, stand-up comics are always sort of this lone wolf, I'm going it alone and I'm competing with everybody. And there was always sort of this purism that happened where it's like stand-up, sketch, improv, it's all completely separate pursuits. Really going back, I mean, this relationship makes so much sense because really the two places in Canadian comedy and in Toronto comedy where all of those people came together and all of those pursuits came together was really comedy bar in second city. That's where Pete, you know, comedy bar was always like our cheers in Canadian comedy. That's sort of what it was <laughs> You get people there to do stand up or to do wheel of improv or to do some sketch, to do a festival, whatever it was. And that's where they would come together. And really that's the only place where this sort of sense of community happened. I really do think the pandemic brought that out a whole lot more in the Canadian comedy world. Yeah, well, you know, we talk about that resiliency. Like, that's why the Canadians do so well eventually go to the States because they're just like, oh, uh, you get a gig here, it pays 10 times what a gig in Canada pays? Cool. I, I was already willing to work this hard for one-tenth of this. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> our skin is relatively, uh, you know, to what is required to make it here. And, uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, the Squar brothers were in town uh, last week. They were shooting something or whatever. And so they, they reached out and they're like, oh, we'd love to drop onto a show. Like, And I was like, cool, there's a show at 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. Like, because, of the, you know, across the hall, the two rooms, they're like, we'd do them all. And I was like, all right. And so they just, did, they hung out all night and just yeah. room and did sets, you know, all night. So, uh, and and that's because all five of those producers were, willing to like they weren't even all stand-up shows but all of those producers were collaborative and open to the idea of working together to have people on the show so you know um yeah again i just think i think we have such a strong community so many talented people uh the idea that we can have you know this touring company cast that danny's directing uh this, this main stage cast and and 
that they're not having to wait around until York Street opens is just awesome. So, you know, and, and, and this facility here was built with, you know, that, you, you know, that in mind, uh, you know, the space at Comedy Bar, obviously it's nice, but it is a little bit limited in terms of the theatricality. And here we're going to have a lot more room for that. So the room's laid out a little more in that traditional theater uh, layout. And uh, hopefully, well, not hopefully, I know that these shows are going to thrive. And I really think too, I mean, in Canadian comedy, one, you know, not to say there's any positives that happened during a global pandemic that kind of like put our entire industry on pause. But one of the things that did sort of happen because people had to flock to so many online platforms and everything became about streaming and going digital, the festivals were doing it, the venues were doing it. We sort of finally clued in in Canadian comedy that, oh, we don't have to be so regional, but regional about everything. We can actually just do everything now for just a wide audience and a global audience. I almost feel like it kind of matters less now where you're based from. I mean, we can focus more on Toronto and Vancouver and Montreal and build these scenes back up again and build these new venues and not worry about just getting those gigs and then taking off anymore. Says the guy in Thunder Bay. (laughs) 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 Nice, Gary. That's right. You could be anywhere. (laughs) <laughs> you can do toronto radio from literally your mom's basement in thunder bay ontario that's what you can do uh yeah we're gonna come back with more of the cast crew and friends of second city and of course this new this new venue along with comedy bar what these shows are all about and also what the training center is going to look like after all this and in this hopefully brave and exciting new world we're moving into we're going to come back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Roddy Colmer. And Jay Brody. And you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by Hakeem Optical, helping you stand six feet away from everyone you know and love since 2020. And brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Ivermectin. Vaccine's not for you? Ivermectin, it's the horse dewormer that works. That's not a real... Maybe we'll get some money from them, Vince, I don't know. We're, of course, talking about the new home coming up through Comedy Bar, new home stage for Second City, which not just featuring the main cast again, coming together and doing new shows to, to wrap up this chaotic year, but also the training center is back. So, I mean, we have Trisha and Danny from Second City here. I was curious, I mean, yeah, coming out of a time where so much of this stuff moved to online and streaming and digital and, you know, taking courses from home and all that, in this new space, how much of a different animal is the training center going to be? Is there a lot of stuff that's going to look different moving into this new year? I mean, like the training centers is like they did a great job at, at making it very similar in look, I guess, to what the old yeah. space looked like. Um, I think it's going to be awesome because they've Second City has done such a wonderful job of bringing the classes online and changing curriculums and all of those things to an online medium. And it, and it works. But I again, it's the same with performing. It's like there's still something so uh, integral to being in a room with people when you're doing improv or when you're writing sketch or anything like that. So I think in that sense, they're now bringing, I know, a select few um, 
courses back to the in in person, which is super exciting. Uh, and I think that will be such a, an incredible thing for folks who are thinking about taking classes is to get back in the room and doing it, doing it live again. Because again, the online stuff is great and, it, and, and Second City adapted so incredibly well to create an incredible product for people to be able to continue to do comedy throughout this horrific pandemic so that we can have a little bit of joy. And cause that's what comedy and improv and sketch really brings you is a bit of joy. You get to have fun and laugh with and be an idiot for a bit in a room. Um, so I think that's pretty exciting for what the training center has to offer. Yeah. And um, you know, one of the classes that had sort of started taking off prior to the pandemic was uh, called improv for anxiety. And, and since the pandemic has only grown as a program, of course, because, uh, you can imagine how difficult uh, living through this has been for people. And so, uh, you know, creating that opportunity for people to connect and feel comfortable connecting has been really important. And uh, that class has continued in person as well as like, you know, one of the more popular offerings so far has been a lot of our entry level classes. I think people that have been cooped up for, you know, 18 months or, or two years are like, you, you know, who always, the kind of people who always thought about doing something like this, but never pulled the trigger are now like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take an improv class. And so we see a lot of new people, uh, you, you know, taking a class for the first time and being just that energy and excitement has been really fun to see. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course, you know, the, uh, some people do it just for that, for the comfort and interaction and getting more comfortable engaging with people. But there's also the people who are like, you know, they want to, do this professionally. They want to train to do this professionally. They want to get on stage. And so part of taking classes is getting those opportunities to go to the next level and to get on stage. And, you know, I mean, I think Danny can speak to this too a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I, what I was going to say is that it's so exciting to be in the training center again and to see these classes running. You know, we've been in the training center and we've been rehearsing and it's so nice to finally feel like we can walk down the hall and you see a class running and it's so exciting to see new improvisers, new comedians just in the room uh, sh sharing joy, like Trisha was saying, with each other. Um, it's so the, the energy in the room when you're improvising, when you're performing, uh, any type of comedy is just really really it's so electric when you're in the room together and you can laugh together and even in rehearsals for the show that I'm directing it's so nice to be able to be in person and just share a huge laugh when something goes wrong in a rehearsal process or when something goes really really right the big laughs that happen it just feels so great so it's really nice to be in person in the training center and seeing it it almost feels like things are really really starting to get back to normal where people are back in the community and it's really all about community so feeling everyone uh, coming together again is really really exciting yeah and i think it's so true that you are going to see probably this influx of new improvisers and new students going to the training center who who maybe before all this happened it was kind of in the back of their mind and now they're like well now is the best time to just rip that bandit off and go give it a try i also think we're going to see a whole new wave i hate to use words like wave coming out of covid but <laughs> <laughs> a whole new i almost said spike too but a whole new wave of audiences <laughs> to you know people have been at home for like two years now streaming comedy specials and listening to podcasts and and taking in all this content there's probably a lot of people out there who it before it might never have occurred to them to go out and watch live comedy it might not have piqued their interest before and now they've been 
consuming all this stuff during the pandemic and now they want to go out and see a live show they've never experienced that before they've never seen sketch they've never seen stand-up so i think we're going to see a huge boon there as well with these new venues and i think so something we said earlier too i feel like the community the comedy community itself was so resilient during the pandemic like it was like of course we were like when we were open we were like well we're the only theater open in toronto during a pandemic because comedians are like get me on that stage we'll do anything yeah we <laughs> don't care we love it so much and like that was such an, a cool thing to see is is was the entire community coming together and figuring out how we can still continue doing this thing that we love to do that we're passionate about and bring it to people you know it was it was very interesting to see that most of the online shows were comedy shows like there wasn't a whole lot of and like I'm involved in theater I have a theater company as well and like we did a lot of stuff but a lot of other theater companies you know it was more difficult right where comedians were just like we'll improvise whatever who cares yeah yeah (laughs) it is so true that I mean you know we always we're always trying to scratch our heads and figure out what it is exactly in like our national character why why comedy comes so naturally from Canada but one thing that it's really shown us is yeah that pure resilience I mean the comics and I mean the comics who stuck it through the actual working comics who this is what they do for a living this is it's like the island of misfit toys there's nothing else they could do but really it was like you want to put a piece of plexiglass in front of me? Fine. You want to tell me there's one third of the audience? Fine. I just need to get back out there and do it. And I mean, seeing it come back the way it has, I mean, it's it's not only impressive, but it's just, it feels right. Because I mean, this is what we do in this country. We produce great comedy. And I mean, as Gary was saying earlier, we do it for smaller amounts of festivals. We do it for less money. We do it with way more kilometers in between. It's because it's just, there's something inherently Canadian about comedy and I don't know I don't know why that is so it's going to be interesting to see not just new venues like this and you know institutions like Comedy Bar and Second City coming back from all this but what it's going to look like moving forward I think it's sort of like you know that cliche of burning down the old forest for new growth it's kind of true in a way so it'll be exciting to see Uh, we're going to come back and wrap it up with our panel on the roundup find out where you can see these shows what we're tackling we'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio. Hi, my name is Amish Patel, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are talking comedy in a post-pandemic world, those traditional end-of-the-year Second City shows, new venues, new performers, new things are happening in comedy. Uh, Before we go around and find out when this new venue opens up, how folks can get tickets to these shows, Trisha, I'm just curious. I mean, we talked to Danny earlier about the Fast and the Furiously Festive. Of course, that's always been a long-running Second City tradition is doing these holiday shows. For you and the other cast, what was the whole process behind putting back Welcome Back to the Future? Because I know you want to sort of look brightly into the year ahead, but was it what was that writing like? Just coming into a room and going, okay, how do we tackle what the heck has just happened? Yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've 
we just started rehearsals recently so we're like really um it's all fresh and so we're all so excited to to talk about how we've changed or what's changed in the world or things that maybe haven't changed that we're like isn't that crazy that that hasn't changed yet and it probably should Um, (laughs) and it's it's amazing getting in a room with everyone because you could have like a kernel of an idea and then everyone around you has a similar idea but then you bring it all together to make it something bigger than what you thought it was and the great thing about this show is there's there's gonna be a lot of improv there's some archival sketches as well as some original material so it's a nice mixed bag of of some incredible um Second City material, a lot of satirical sketch, political, you know, just downright goofy and silly. And, you know, we want to have a good time and fun and being in front of an audience again is so incredible. So that improv element was really important to us as well to give the audience, to make them feel safe too, to be in a, in, in a theater again, in a world where you're next to somebody and they're touching your knee, maybe <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> It is going to be interesting. I mean, we've been so conditioned to just like fear other humans now. (laughs) It's so wild. And so like, that's something we talk about too. And it's just for us, it it is that hopeful feeling of what we're welcoming people back into the world. Right. And we want to make them feel good. You know, like you said, second city is, you know, we we want to touch on some issues that are going on in the world as well and, and make them in a way that people can, laugh and empathize and and feel with those those point of view, you know yeah which i mean second city has always done so notoriously well it's sort of you know taking the fear out of those scarier mm-hmm. more untouchable topics in the world and being able to pull the power out of it and laugh at it as a room and just sort of come together and, and enjoy it and i mean it sounds like actually celebrating moving past this stuff is is a huge part of these shows as well uh gary we'll swing it over to you so when does this new this new venue in Toronto East open up, and when do we see these shows happening now? It was open December 3rd. Uh, tickets are on sale at secondcity.com. Uh, the uh, Welcome Back to the Future starts December 3rd, and um, the Turco Holiday Show, uh, the Fast and the Furiously Festive, Festively Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Vin Diesel again. I'll yeah. get it one day. <laughs> one quarter mile at a time. And we're going to have Coronas and souped-up Civics. Anyway, the point is, didn't uh, Diesel will be there? I get the, I get both. Is that, that's bad, right? You can cut some of this. So, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, oh, you know why? I was in my head because you were t- you talked about like how, how wild it is that some things haven't changed and should have by now, and I'm like. Yeah, you see, like, Twitter trending about, like, the Great Reset and everybody worried about it. And they're like, but not capitalism. We'll keep that, you know? Like, not yeah. <laughs> to change everything, but not that. And not, not the things that work for us, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I, was, I don't know why that thought went in my head. Made me forget everything else I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the plugs, for sure. So December 3rd, we are wide open. These holiday shows are coming back. And you said, so people can get tickets at Second City... Is it secondcitytoronto.com? If you just go to secondcity.com. Once you're on the landing page, you click on Toronto, and uh, it'll take you to the tickets page. Um, and we're at 2800 Danforth Avenue in the east end of the city, which we're very excited to be in a different part of the city, connecting with a different part of Toronto. 
in different audiences, which is exciting. And uh, it's yeah. right on the Bloor line. So you just got to hop on the Bloor line and get off on Main and you're there. Boom. So there you go. And if, you, if you've been avoiding taking the subway for a year and a half and you're, you're itching to get back on it and get back to normal, that's the perfect excuse right perfect. there. Go to the new Second City. <laughs> <laughs> Check out these shows. And of course, and of course, and of course, since we were talking Comedy Bar as well, which did just celebrate 13 years in Canadian comedy, lots of shows happening there every night. You can hit up comedybar.ca. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you, Danny, so much. That is our panel. And again, so excited to see this stuff, not just the new venue, but just see Second City back doing what it does. And I think there can't be possibly a more perfect time than right now to just do these holiday shows again, reflect on the last year and move into something new and exciting. Uh, and of course, for our listeners, you can also sign up for those Second City courses. If you've been looking to do that this whole pandemic, now's the time. There's a whole new place to play. Thank you so much to our panel. Don't forget, for all our listeners, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. A clip from the Second City main stage cast. I get you ladies started with some appetizers. <laughs> That's a good one. Appetizers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start with the charcuterie platter. Great. Uh, one charcuterie platter. What? <laughs> the charcuterie platter. It's very popular. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Yep. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> you, bring me a healthy nine-ounce glass of peanut grigigold. <laughs>